Hi everyone, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies, and today we have a birth story. I love community birth stories. Not only do I love getting to know our community members better, but I love having the opportunity to share individual stories because we often think about birth from what we see maybe on a movie or on TV or something, or maybe from a friend, but that may not give the perspective of all the different ways there are to birth. And so I love having different perspectives and different stories. So today we have Caitlin Foley's birth story. It is crazy. It takes some turns. It has a surprise ending, but it's pretty amazing. And as I listened to Caitlin's story, I could feel her excitement and enthusiasm and joy of her birth story come through. And and I hope that you're able to feel that as well. Before we jump into that, I just want to tell you a little bit about Caitlin. So she is a California native who has been living in New York City for the last 11 years. She was in the corporate world, but now she's a stay-at-home mom. And she works part-time with her husband as an admin work for his wealth management business. And she's a yoga, health, and wellness enthusiast. You're going to hear not just her story, but you're going to hear a little bit of her son uh, chiming in as well, because he was so calm. He sat on her lap for the whole conversation, so you'll hear a few chirps from him. It's absolutely adorable. Before I get to that conversation, I always like to take a moment to thank you, the listener, for being part of our community. So thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being part of our community and adding to our community. I would also love if you have an idea of maybe a topic or a guest that you think would be a great fit, please reach out and let me know because this podcast is for you. As much fun as I have researching, which I absolutely love doing, I love researching and prepping for the guests, I want to make sure that I'm offering you what you want. So make sure you chime in and let me know if there's a guest or a topic I haven't covered. Now, as we get into the summer, I can't believe we're about to hit our 21st birthday of prenatal yoga center. Isn't that bonkers. So things have just been progressing. We have our online classes that are here to stay, and we have a lot of on-demand workshops. I'm extremely proud of the on-demand library. We added our childbirth education on demand. We've got lactation. We've got VBAC, restorative yoga, you name it, CPR, comforting touch. We've got it. So check out that on-demand library. And of course, as I mentioned, our online yoga classes, pre and postnatal, and of course our in-studio classes. And then the last thing I just want to mention is our teacher training. If you had told me several years ago before the pandemic that I would be leading our teacher trainings online and I'd have the honor and joy of working with people from different countries as part of our teacher training, I would have said absolutely no way. But it's been amazing. We've worked with people from South Africa, from Australia, from Dubai. It's just crazy. Switzerland, 
France. I just am I'm loving the outreach that we have and the way that we can come together and work together. So if you are interested in learning our methodology, it's a it's a rigorous program. If you know how much I love researching for these podcasts, you can just guess how much effort and research goes in, went into our teacher training. So it's a rigorous program. It's two live weekends online and a lot of um, preliminary work. We've got a full online membership website that you get access to. And it's it's a deep dive. And when you come out, you will have so much knowledge of how to support the pregnant person. So if you're interested in that, check that out. The next three are online. So September, October, late October, December, January, February, and then finally back in person, March, April in New York City. So check all that fun stuff out. All right, that's enough of me. And we're going to take a super quick break and we come back. Please enjoy Caitlin's birth story. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Deb? I'm doing really well. So we're going to talk about your birth story. I'm so excited. Ursula, our baby me teacher, reached out. She's like, you have to talk to Caitlin. She's a great story. So <laughs> I'm excited. And so listeners, because this is a birth story, there is a baby. <laughs> and that baby is on Caitlin's lap. So there's a strong chance you are going to hear from said baby. So I always like to put that out. So um, first of all, I'm so excited to hear your story, but I would love to learn a little bit more about you. Of course. Um, So I am a California native. I've been living in the city for almost 11 years now. Um, Absolutely love it. I grew up in a little town called Fresno, Central Valley, Um, went to San Diego State for college, and I actually studied child development Um, just for two years. And then I just decided to go into the workforce. But I've always loved babies. I was a nanny for many, many years and always dreamt of, you know, having my own family one day. Um, But yeah, decided to try my dream at moving to the city and it's worked out so far. Um, uh, Since being in the city, I've worked in uh, customer service operations and fashion, entertainment, and most recently real estate investment Um, But now I'm a stay-at-home mom, which is probably my most challenging job I've ever had. (laughs) It's so much fun, but, you know, it's exhausting, and I'm sure we're all well-versed in that, but it's very rewarding. Um, And I also work part-time for my husband uh, for his wealth management uh, business. So that's a little bit about me. You've tried many hats on. <laughs> yes. Like you've done a lot. That's exciting. So let's jump into, I want to learn more about your pregnancy and then absolutely your birth story. So how did you prepare for your birth? And I also am curious, how did you choose your birth team? Yes. So I like to think that I started preparing for my birth really focused in 2020 um, when we were all in the midst of the pandemic. I was home and I decided to repaint and wallpaper our second bedroom. And I did so with the vision and knowing that it was going to be my future nursery. Um, So I'm very into like manifestation and visualization. And I was just like, this is going to be my little boys room one day. Um, And I also, oh, I also just turned 40. So that is, I feel significant to my story. Um, Just being a quote unquote, you know, older mother, Um, And I was kind of just a little bit nervous about conceiving um, just because of my age. And, you know, I've Mm -hmm. heard stories. I ordered this book, um, Awakening Your Fertility. 
And it's mm. all about uh, traditional Chinese medicine. And it helps the woman to prepare her body, mind, and spirit for conceiving. And they give like different foods that you should eat. Like sardines was one of them. I ate a ton of sardines <laughs> leading up to pregnancy, bone broth, um, pomegranate seeds, oysters. Um, and I've always taken uh, supplements, very like really focused the past 10 years. Um, but I upped my vitamin C. I also took NAC and CoQ10. Um, mm-hmm. I learned from a few different fertility uh, accounts on Instagram that those are really good. So I was taking those. Um, and then once I actually got pregnant, uh, my husband and I purchased the uh, educational uh, series from Mama Natural. It's all at home. It's like nine different modules of courses. Oh, and I also knew I wanted to do a natural birth. Um, so it's all about just tips and tricks to have that natural birth and prepare your body and what you can expect. So we did that. And then we also found this girl, Bridget, on YouTube. And her um, brand is called Built to Birth. And I think she was a doula. Um, and she just tells you, you know, different things, again, that you should expect, um, ways that your partner or your doula can help you during um, your delivery, um, different stretches, things like that. And then, of course, your yoga studio. <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I've loved yoga. I started taking it when I was 21, so about 19 years now. And I was like, I really hope that there's like a prenatal yoga studio in the city. And of course, yours is like fantastic. Um, I remember I brought one of my friends who I met on, um, peanut. It's this app for expecting mothers. And we went to our first class when we were 13 weeks pregnant and everyone in there had their nice, beautiful, big bellies. And we were just like looking down, like (laughs) we're not showing yet, (laughs) but I actually took my last class at your studio when I was 39 weeks. So I very, I found it very helpful. Um, and that's pretty much it, what I what I did to prepare. And then as far as um, choosing my birth team, uh, I didn't have a um, a quote or I didn't have a OBGYN in the city. Um, but so I kind of just picked uh, one when I found out I was pregnant. I found a, an office like around the corner from my apartment. So we went there. Um, come to find out they don't offer care past 12 weeks. Um, so we were there at six and a half weeks. I got to hear Callahan's heartbeat. We did, um, we did like a pap and blood work and everything. Um, but then I had to find, you know, a practice that would take care of me throughout pregnancy. So I just went on ZocDoc and found an OBGYN, um, off of that, but, uh, it ultimately just wasn't really a good fit. Um, which I can get more into, but yeah, I'd be curious what, what signaled to you as you started working with this care provider that it, it wasn't a good fit. It wasn't meeting what you needed for your birth. Right. So actually I should backpedal a little, sorry. Uh, we, we really wanted a midwife. I wasn't sold on a home birth at this point. Um, but I wanted a midwife and we found a practice in the city, but we, we're under the impression that it would be a lot of money out of pocket. So that's where we're like, well, we aren't prepared to do that. So we went the OBG uh, route. But um, with this provider, I should have read the reviews a little bit more, but it was just, I got the sense of 
kind of feeling more like a billing uh, process for her rather than like the care that I was looking for. Um, And one thing that really stuck out to me, because again, my age, I got pregnant when I was 38. um, And she told me, we did the Nippet test and she told me the sex and everything. And I was so excited about that. And then she told me that we should schedule my C-section because my due date was December 26th and we didn't want to interfere holiday plans and also because of my age. And that just took me back because it was literally right after my first trimester. Um, And I had made it very clear that I didn't want any interventions. Um, I wanted to go as natural as possible. And she kind of just pushed back on me and was like, well, we'll see. Um, Mm -hmm. So that just really like didn't sit well with me. Um, (laughs) And it was funny too, because at my, at my place of employment, the, my boss, he, he suggested that I watch the documentary, um, the business of birth, the business of being born. Yes. The business of being born. Um, I know that's from like 2008, but his wife did two home deliveries. Um, and he just really recommended it. And then someone else had recommended it also. So my husband and I watched it and, um, we just learned about the country in general and specifically New York, that there's just a lot of interventions. I would say some of them unnecessary, you know, this is just my story and I don't want to, I know a lot of people might be more comfortable in a hospital setting, but this is just what I, what I was Mm -hmm. comfortable with. Um, and we just didn't want to have to be like on the defense. That's sort of how we felt every time we went into this office. Um, so we decided, okay, well, we would really actually like to do a home birth. Let's circle back and see if we can make this work with like the insurance and everything. Um, and my husband really took it upon himself to research different midwiferies in the, um, in the city. And this was late July at this point. So we're like, oh gosh, it's late. You know, I don't know if anyone could even take us. Um, and we had a couple interviews and we decided to go with this one practice. Um, and they actually told us that you can, um, basically submit a petition with your insurance company and you can get the midwifery added to your in network for your insurance. That's what we did. Yeah. Both my yeah. Kids. I don't know. It was actually back again. My kids are, you know, a little older, but back when I had my, I did have two home births. There was one biller for most of the home birth midwives. And she, I think her name was Hannah and she submitted it as what exactly how you said. And then we got a letter saying, yes, we're going to honor your out of network midwife as an in-network and we laminated paper because like, we don't want anything happening to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was amazing. Otherwise, it's expensive. If you don't get that, you have to pay for it out of pocket. Yeah. And I mean, you pay so much for your premiums anyways. So, and our billing specialist, she gave me exactly what to say and then she helped me out a lot. So that was just amazing. so amazing. So awesome. Um, so that's the story behind that. So we were glad it worked out. <laughs> do you mind me? I don't know if you're comfortable saying and feel free to you know, always cut this, but who did you end up with as a midwife? Um, we went with wild root midwifery and they have two midwives. There's Chloe and Soraya. So we saw both of them like on an alternating basis and they were both lovely. What's Chloe's last name? I think I interviewed her. Oh, um, let me, I Campbell. 
Chloe Campbell. Nope, not the person I interviewed. Okay, another <laughs> another Chloe, another home birth midwife in New York. That's all. Okay, so, all right, so I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience working with a midwife, especially since you'd mainly been working with traditional OBGYNs prior to being pregnant. Yes, the experience was so lovely. Um, it was pretty much night and day, and just starting off with their office, um, it was more, it was decorated kind of like a living room environment rather than like a colder, you know, office or doctor's office. Um, and each visit was 45 minutes to an hour. And she, my husband came with me to all of my visits and we started off just asking, you know, how we are doing as a couple, how I'm doing, um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and then we would always, you know, check on the baby. One thing also with the traditional route, um, they wanted me again, because of my age, they wanted me to do, um, ultrasounds like every single week, I think towards, I can't remember when they wanted that to start exactly, but I just thought that was excessive. And Chloe and Soraya were totally fine with not doing the extra ultrasounds. We listened to the baby's heartbeat with the, um, Doppler, um, they didn't do cervical checks. They didn't even weigh me, um, which was interesting. It was just very, it was just like a very comforting environment. And we didn't feel like we were on that defensive with them. Even um, like certain things, we we kind of went against the grain, I guess. Like the glucose test, I didn't want to drink that sugary drink, even though I know there's cleaner formulas. So I opted to do the finger prick for two weeks, you know, the prick your finger twice a day for two weeks and do a food diary. They were totally fine with that. Um, I just felt, we just felt like we had a, we were always comfortable saying what we wanted, but we weren't Mm -hmm. defensive. So it was just a nice, more warm environment. Oh, and then also something that I liked was towards the end, I think the last six weeks, they came to our apartment for visits. Mm -hmm. So that was really nice. Yeah, especially when you're feeling really pregnant, not having to get out and get on the subway and move around. That is, that's a really nice thing. Yeah. And it was in the dead of winter. So I was like, yes, you come to me. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, That's where they're going to be working with you. So it's great that they see your environment and know where the layout is and just get to see you in your space. So I love that aspect. So I would love to hear about your birth story, but we're going to take a super quick break. And when we come back, I'm just going to hand the mic over and just, I can't wait to hear it. All right. So we'll be right back. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right. So. Let's go. It's I'd love to hear. So tell me everything. Okay. So I again my due date was 1226. Um I worked until December 15th was my last day. Um so I was very much ready to relax and do the last odds and ends around the apartment before the baby came. Um so I would go to um your yoga classes that you offered and I would do my walks in Central Park. We live right below the park. 
Um, so one thing that was kind of scary, my whole pregnancy was perfect, quote unquote, in my mind. Um, but one thing that was pretty scary, I was talking to my dad one night when I was walking and my ankle rolled in the park and I full on fell, <laughs> like not on my stomach. I was able to make it on my back, but I was laying flat on my back on the park, like oh, road waiting for someone to come help me up. This sweet man rushed over and he kind of tried to yank me up and I'm like, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. And so he like gingerly helped me up. And then these two police officers had just happened to be driving by. So they got out and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm just scared because I'm pregnant. And it was, it definitely rattled me. So I let my, I texted my midwives and let them know. And, um, Soraya called me right away. And, um, oh, one thing too, I had had my bloody show, like, like maybe the day before or the day before that. So, I had called them and told them that too, which I know bloody show doesn't necessarily mean you're going into labor, but it made me feel like things were progressing. So then mm -hmm. when I fell, we were like, oh gosh, um, let's just keep an eye on it. Um, and I went to bed the next morning I woke up and there was like some like blood in the sheets. So I let them know and we decided it was best to go to the hospital to get a stress test for the baby just to make sure that he was okay. So we went to Metropolitan Hospital um, and they just did the stress test where they hook you up to like the ultrasound and they listen to the heartbeat, I think for like 45 minutes. And there's certain things that they're looking for. And thankfully, he, you know, Callahan was fine. Um, so I got to go home. Uh, and then shortly, let's see, I think that was like a week before I was due um, so then we're just trucking along, trucking along. And I had also heard that for your first pregnancy, it's very rare to deliver on your due date. Most women deliver on average eight days past. Um, so that would have put me at January 3rd. So on Christmas, my husband and I, our families are from California. We're usually back there for this time. Um, but it was just the two of us. We're opening presents. I'm sitting on my birthing ball because I'm like, we got to get this going. Um, we're like sending pictures to our family. They're sending us all these like baby, you know, baby things. And so Christmas was great. And then we decide that we're going to go for a walk in the park. So we walk the park and there's this loop we do. It's 1.74 miles. And my husband's like, okay, I got to go back to the apartment. He was studying for the CFP, which is the, this certified financial planner exam. It it's like eight different tests that you have to take over five years. He was trying to get it done before the baby came. So he's like, I'm going to go study. And I was like, well, I'm going to stay here and keep walking. So I was doing like the curb steps, you know, where you have one foot up. I'm like, I'm getting this baby out. So I was walking and I got on the phone with my sister and we just started chatting and chatting. I'm like, I'm just going to walk as long as we're on the phone. Well, when I was on the phone with her, I started feeling cramping and I was like, I think these might be contractions, but they were like, you know, a far time between and everything. But I told my sister, I was like, I think these might be like the real deal. But I felt like I was with the bloody show like the week prior. And I felt like I was like, people were thinking I was like getting ahead of myself. And I think my team thought maybe like, oh, it's so rare to go into labor on your birth, on your due date. 
but I was thinking, I think this might be it. So I get, I went back home that started about four or five o'clock. Um, I went back and I went to the store to get some mac and cheese. Cause that's what I wanted for Christmas dinner. And, um, I'm making mac and cheese and I download that, um, contractions, one of the contractions trackers on, you know, on your phone and I start tracking it and I know the 411, I forget what exactly it means, but if it's like, do you know four, what it is? So it's four minutes apart, lasting for an hour and each contraction's a minute. Yeah. So it was basically that. And even the app was telling me, go to the hospital. And I'm like, well, I don't have to go to the hospital. <laughs> Screaming at you. Go to the hospital. They kept saying that. I was clearing it. I'm like, oh no, not yet. It's fine. So I make dinner and I tell Austin, I was like, babe, I think that it's happening. Like, I think that this is the real deal. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, you have to make sure it's 411. And I'm like, I think it is though. And I even told Chloe, I was like, I have a very high tolerance for pain. Like I, I don't, hopefully like I alert you at the proper time. And so we called her at 10 o'clock at night and told her like what was going on. And I told her like what the contractions were and her thinking was, I was able to still speak kind of like I am now, which would be an indicator that I'm certainly not in active labor. Cause she said, when that happens, you, you're not going to be able to speak like normally. Um, and she said, you know, if this is it, just try to take a rest, try to lay down and get some sleep because it could be a very long night and, you know, into the next day. But she said, call me when you're in active labor. So I was like, okay. Right after we got off the phone with her, they intensified like crazy. Um, and I tried to lay down and I could not lay down on my side. Like it hurt so bad. And Austin's like, well, I'm going to lay down because I need to take a nap. I, like he was my doula. It was just him and me in our apartment. He's like, I need my rest. And I'm like, Austin, no. And he's like, I need my rest. I'm like, okay. So I was just sitting in our apartment, like all the lights off, which was nice. That's what I wanted. Um, like sitting on my birthing ball. And it just kept getting more intense and more intense. Finally, I woke him up. I'm like, you are my doula. Like, I need you to start doing these exercises with me. Like, I need you to massage me. I need you to push down on my hips, all those things. So he was really good. And we even did that, like, the mooing thing where they say that that's what you'll do. And I thought that was so silly, but it actually really did help. Um, at one point, he got me, he made me a shower. I didn't want to get in the bath because I knew that that could possibly slow the birth down. And I did not want to do that. Um, so I just got in the shower and like had the water running on me. Um, and then at one point I was started shivering mm -hmm. and in hindsight, I realized that's You're like in transition. transition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Chloe when did told you us to call her at active labor. So that like passed. Yeah, so when did you call her? We did not call her until I had my first like uncontrollable push when I was oh. sitting on the toilet, uh, like a squatty potty. Like it was crazy. Um, I, and in hindsight, I'm like, Austin, we should have called her earlier. And he's like, oh, we were fine. We were fine. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Anyhow. So, so yeah, I started getting the chills. I was like, at one point, I don't think I ever want to have another baby. Like this is insane. Um, we, he did make a bath for me and we got like a really thick yoga mat and put it at the bottom of the bath. And I took like 
five little Arnica beads and was able to take a little power nap, which I, I've learned too in my, like in my little sessions that right before you're about to have the baby, you have like this, like your body gives you like a break where you can almost rest and be thankful. Yeah. That was that. I took a power nap and then I got up. I was like, I need to sit on the toilet. So I, Austin is in the other room. I get up in this on the toilet, our little squatty potty, and I have this like visceral urge to push. And I'm like, oh, before that, I like I put my feet, I stuck my fingers like a little up inside me because I'm like, I wonder like how dilated I am. Like obviously I was very dilated, but this was just my thought process. And then I had to push, and I'm like, Austin. So he comes in and he's like, I see his head. And I'm like, oh my God. So we call Chloe. She lives in Brooklyn and she's like, I'm like we told her what happened. She's like, okay, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to come right over. So she's like, get in the bath and try to lay down. That will slow it down. So we're like, okay, okay. And I try to lay down. I was like, no, this hurts way too much. Like there's no way I'm laying down. And I told Austin, I was like, get ready. Like, we're pushing this baby out. So I got on my hands and knees, turned around, and I had already pushed once on the toilet. And then three pushes later, Callahan was born. Austin delivered him. And we like to say that, thank God, Austin did baseball for so many years because he caught him like a pro. <laughs> like, he's like, And he always tells Callahan, now, I was the first one to see you. <laughs> so... So we were just sitting in the bathroom. Like I was, we didn't even cry. Like we, I have a picture right after he was born. I had the biggest smile on my face. It was just so wonderful. Cal was already like talking, making his little noises. And thank goodness it was a holiday because Chloe parked right across the street from our apartment. And she showed up like 15 minutes after Cal was born. So oh my goodness. thank God everything worked out. And it was actually really cool. It was a really cool story. So <laughs> did you, was, did at any point we're like, oh my gosh, we should call 911. Our midwife's not here. Or was it just like too much to even wrap your head around that? You're like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm pushing this baby out. We were just like really comfortable and felt very prepared because of all of the education that we had done. Yeah, you, did, we did you did a ton of prep work. We did work. so much prep work. Like we were obsessed with learning as much as possible. And it was funny. One of the times we were watching the YouTubes or the modules, Austin even said, I think I'm just going to deliver the baby. And I was like, no, don't say that. And so I was like, oh my God, you manifested it. <laughs> but no, we were totally fine. Like we weren't scared at all. And thank goodness that it worked, you know, it worked out. I know that it could have gone differently, but we, we tell, we felt totally in control and like, we felt That's good amazing. about it. So. so when your midwife arrived, did she, <laughs> were you on the phone with her at all during the pushing or did she walk in? You're like, surprise. We called, no, we called her right after we had him. We, she wasn't on the phone with us. Um, and we're like, we have him. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm parking right now. So then she like came right up and I was still sitting in the bath because I hadn't delivered my placenta yet. Mm -hmm. um, so she comes in and like just looks at Cal and checks us all over. And um, we got, we wanted to do delayed cord clamping. Um, so we carefully got me and the baby like out of the bathroom and onto the bed. Um, and 
we, I can't remember how long we waited, but I, I didn't deliver the placenta like by on my own, but she said, I'm just going to give it like a little slight pull. Cause sometimes it releases, but it can get like, kind of like stuck, I guess. And she did that and it came right out. Um, so we did like the Lotus birth where we let the cord go completely white. Um, and Austin actually encapsulated my placenta the next day. We like researched how to do that also with the steaming and the dehydrator. And he was like totally fine to do it. I'm like, okay. Um, so I took those for like six months. Um, and then Chloe just like took care of me. I actually tore, um, on the labia menorah, um, Mm -hmm. So she stitched me up for that. And, oh, Cal was nine pounds, six ounces, 20, 22 inches long. So big baby. <laughs> but your body really, I mean, you really listened to what your body needed and how to push, which I think is really remarkable. Yeah. And well, we had learned that you don't really have to push on your own. Like your body will tell you to push, you know, and you kind of just go along with it. That's what I did. So that's what that's (laughs) wild. I only knew parts of it ahead of time when Ursula gave me a little heads up, but I did not know the whole, that is wild. How has it been processing this? Because it is probably a bit out of what you had expected and, and then sharing this with your family. How's that been? I mean, we were just, and still are so proud of it. You know, we, I I think if we didn't have as much education, it would have been totally different, but we felt Mm -hmm. just so incredibly prepared and it was just really so beautiful. Um, like I even, again, my woo woo manifestation, like we have this whiteboard on the refrigerator and I wrote like beautiful, speedy delivery. Like I wanted my waters to stay intact. They broke like 15 minutes before he was born. Like I like wrote out this like dream birth and like, that's what happened for us. And I know that we're very lucky. Um, so thankfully there wasn't like any trauma or anything. Um, and it was just like a really good story, but I will say when we've shared it with people, not everyone is so comfortable with the idea of having, you know, a home birth a, and then the fact that we did it on our own, um, even my own family, like my, a lot of my families are nurses, I think they were kind of like taken back when I told them I was going to do a home birth and, um, they kind of just like, surprise, guess yeah. what? not only doing it at home, we did it unassisted. <laughs> yeah. I've wow. always been the type where they know I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And they were supportive. I think we're all just like thankful that like it worked out the way that it did. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So. That, so how long did your midwife stay with you just to keep an eye on everything and make sure that your son was doing well and your placenta was out and that the bleeding was under control. She, so he was born at 5 AM and she might've left at like two or three, I think. Um, I she's a bit. yeah, she was there for a long time. She brought me like the special tea. She was really sweet. She like cleaned the apartment, like made sure Austin and I were okay. Um, she helped me with breastfeeding. Um, so yeah, she was definitely there. And then she would, she called and 
She called us later that day. She said to get a nap in that day because after that, it's like off to the races as far as like up every two hours, you need to feed the baby. And she's like, this is the time where you can get really get a rest. I did not sleep. Like I was just running on adrenaline. I can imagine yeah, your <laughs> adrenaline. I mean, not only did you just give birth, which has its own natural high, but the story in which, you know, how it unfolded it's it's wild so i can yeah. imagine that how would you calm down like of course it makes sense you were up yeah wow yeah. <laughs> so how has postpartum been <clears throat> postpartum has been pretty good um thankfully breastfeeding was really great there was one hiccup that we had as far as i i always knew that baby stomachs were so small and you're not supposed to overfeed them Um, but I know with breastfeeding, like you can't really do that, but basically Cal's weight dropped 13%, which I know 10% is like the threshold. So that was kind of scary for us. We went to the pediatrician like the next day, um, to do like a weight, a weight test. Chloe and her team were really great with, um, helping me with breastfeeding and we got his weight back under control. That was one thing that was highlighted, um, my husband was really great as far as taking care of the food and even doing laundry and everything else. Um, I met with Chloe and Soraya for like the next six weeks, which was really good. Um, and just always checking in like on my, you know, you know, physically, but also mentally. I do remember this one time where I, I'll backtrack. So since I had so much experience, like with being a nanny and like, I've worked with kids my whole life. Like my husband didn't have much, uh, he didn't really have any experience with children. So I was doing everything by myself with the baby. Like even he didn't change his first diaper till three weeks in. So I just was like doing everything. And I remember this one time I went in the bathroom and I just started crying because I was like so sleep deprived and like, Mm -hmm just, you know, your hormones and everything. But I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you've always wanted this. Like, it's not always going to be this way. Like, this is a blessing. And, you know, put on my big girl pants and carried on. But I did have a really good network of, you know, friends and family and just reaching out to people if you're like a little bit down or whatever. Um, But overall, like, it was pretty good. Um, I also, I'll tell you, I had a mild prolapse, which I, mm. I know that like the teachers at the studio talk about, um, the pelvic floor. I guess I was just too arrogant. I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. But like, hopefully if we have another baby, I'm going to focus more on that and probably see like a therapist or a specialist just to like, see what my individual needs are. Um, thankfully like it's corrected itself, but that was one thing that was kind of scary. <laughs> Did you uh, work with a pelvic floor PT for that? How'd you figure out you had a prolapse? I, I could just, I felt like I felt it. Um, yeah. and then I, I did like my own research and I told, I have these two like really close friends who their babies were born like a week around, like all our baby boys were born like a week and but around each other. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I think this is what I have. They both had gone to pelvic floor specialists and they told me I should go see one. But like, I did have anxiety to even leave the house with the baby when I was, you know, when he was brand new. Um, so I just did, I researched like exercises to do on my own. And I know that like, 
it would have been better to go because it's so like specific to what your body's needing, like the different muscles. But -hmm. thankfully it worked out. I was doing a lot of like the um, bridge, the bridge thrust, like Mm -hmm. that was was what I was doing. And it kind of just sorted itself out. Um, I had prolapse after my first and it was, it was surprising. And I figured it out myself too, because you can feel it depending on how the, depending on the level of the prolapse, I should say, because you know, there's different degrees, but I definitely was like, something's not right. And then I took a mirror and I looked, I'm like, yep, something's not right. And so then I, I worked with the pelvic floor PT. I always say I was like Humpty Dumpty. She put me back together. Yeah. Um, But but I'm like, (laughs) these things that no one, I mean, people do talk about it, I guess, but I wasn't paying attention to that part. (laughs) So yeah, it's a great idea. I love your idea that if you have a second to take the the time to figure out what's going on with your individual pelvic floor, um, Mm. because yeah, I'm sure you don't want to go through that again, especially if you're having two kids that you're, that you're taking care of. Um, but it sounds like you did a great job of supporting yourself and figuring out what you needed. Yeah. Thank God for Google. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to take another break. But when we come back, what is one final tip or piece of advice you would like to offer new or expectant parents? We'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so we are back. So you've had... I'd say definitely out of the box experience compared to what I usually hear for birth stories, which is great because I love that everyone can express their own story and everyone can hear a variety of births. So you have your experience. What is one tip or final piece of advice you'd like to offer at new and expectant parents? So I have three, if that's okay. I'll say them quickly. (laughs) My first is just educate yourself. Um, Whether you want to do a hospital birth, a home birth, work with a traditional OB or a midwife, just educate yourself and know all of your options and know all of your birthing rights um, because you really have to be your own advocate. Um, Second, I would say is to build a network of other uh, mothers, expectant, preferably who are due like around the same time as you. I um, joined Peanut App, which was really great because you get put in like a group of with other people who are having their babies the same month as you. So you can just read on there like, what are other women experiencing? Is this normal? You can ask questions with your profile or in incognito if you're too embarrassed. Um, I found a lot of value in that. And I've met like so many great women on that app. A lot of them are my really good friends now. Um, And then finally is to really let your partner help you with the baby because I did not want to help let him help me. I was going to do everything myself. And it really kind of like just stressed me out and bore me down and once you, once I let him, you know, change the diaper, I finally decided to let him like feed with a bottle. 
um, and like really implore him to have that one-on-one time with the baby. Like it gave me a break, but it was also really sweet to see like how capable he actually was. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important, um, just for your partnership, you know, you can't, you can't do it all with the baby. And I know many people do, but if you do have a partner, um, let them help you. That would be it. That that is great. And again, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story. I think it can be really inspiring for those that are looking for a similar birth. And it's just great for people to recognize there are so many different options because not everyone knows that even home birth is an option. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. (laughs) This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.